Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today is day two with our special guest, the founder of Encounter Ministries and the host of the Encounter Underground podcast, Bishop Alan DiDio. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Grace Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky Baker, and yes. welcome everyone to our show. Hi there. Bishop Alan uh, DiDio is the pastor of the Encounter Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. Alan, yes. tell me about your church in, in, in Charlotte. Well, we were content just to be kind of in the backwoods of nowhere, North Carolina. And then the Lord said, I want you to take the city of Charlotte. I want you to, because it's, I believe Charlotte is key. It is a pivotal city, a gateway for the Carolinas. And I believe the Carolinas are a gateway for the nation. So we're determined to introduce the Queen City to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to just tear at the atmosphere, bombard it with praise, with intercession, with prophetic preaching. And and I'm telling you, we're so thankful for the well that you've dug, he, dug here. And we're believing to unstop that well. And in this season, we're going to see that influence multiply and increase for the glory of God. Uh, yeah. Oh, Amen. I'm thrilled. Is that your church that we just saw on the screen there? That was one of our first churches that we met in. It was a Presbyterian church that was like, I believe it was a hundred and something years old, uh, just to signify the historic nature of what we're doing. There's us at a tent meeting recently where we were preaching. We're, we're determined, we're renting a church right now um, because we're growing and there's not a small church facility that can fit us uh, because of how the Lord's put his hand on what we're doing. So we're, we're just obeying the voice of the Lord. And I'm what, telling you, what if somebody wants to visit your church? How do they get there? You go to um, encountertoday.com to get all the information you need about what we're doing here in Charlotte, encountertoday.com. Come on, if you're hungry for revival, if you want a touch from God, come be with us on Saturday nights. We have Saturday night church. And I got to tell you, Pastor Jim, people don't, you know how they drag in on Sunday morning. That's not what happens on Saturday nights at the encounter. There is people come excited. It's like an event. They're expected. They bring their friends. And every service, we see the power of God fall. So we encourage everybody come be with us uh, at the Encounter Charlotte every Saturday night. Oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. Oh, I I really want to see your church explode for Jesus. Yeah. And mm. grow and grow and grow in, in Charlotte. And uh, there's a lot of great people in Charlotte, and I I believe that God will will. Uh, cause you to grow. Yeah. You have such a unique ministry mm -hmm. and I'm thrilled to have you on my show today. And I hope to have you back a lot because, uh, Thank you. can I say this? You dare go where m most preachers don't go. Did you know that? <laughs> and I, yeah, a lot of places I've been, I haven't had to push any preachers out of the way. There wasn't really a line. Um, when I've gone into the middle East or in the underground church in China, not a lot of people were there that I had to fight off to get in. Wow. Because you, you preach though, we're the, we're the, what, what would you say, Mondo? We're the, we're the society is. Absolutely. But where the news is. Yes. You know, the, the, the central place where things are taking place, the conversation and social media is what has become that place of gathering where people are getting their news. People are getting their theology. People are getting their information and, if the church is not present in, in the public square, which is social media, 
we are missing out in the conversation. We have to be a part mm. of the conversation. This is what I love about Bishop Allen is that he is in the middle. And I think Bishop Allen is leading the way in the Christian church to help us understand the public square, which is social media. Listen, social media has gone past posting pictures about your food, yeah. about what kind of shoes you're wearing. Now, some people are still doing that, but we have entered into a place where people are gathering the news. I mean, just to let you know, people are getting their news, what used to be called Twitter. Now mm -hmm. it's called X. Can you imagine that people are getting their news from that social media platform versus NPR or AP or USA Today? It doesn't happen anymore that way. The conversation that the church has to get involved with is in the public square, which is social media. And that's where Bishop Allen and his ministry are flourishing. Thousands and thousands of people are tuning into his YouTube uh, channel to understand the times and the seasons that we're in right now in subjects that you're dealing with on today's program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was his, his podcast is called Underground something? Encounter, Encounter Underground. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Encounter Underground. Yeah, those I wanted to have a place where we could have uncensored conversations like what like what you do. And so that's what the podcast is for, to have those uncensored conversations where we can just talk to anybody about anything because nothing's off the table for me. I'm not easily offended. And, uh, I, you know, I, there was a time in my life where I probably would have avoided some topics of conversation because I just I thought it was trivial or it wasn't necessary. But now I realize the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I want you to hijack the conversation. I want you to take whatever they're talking about and I want you to hijack and then pull it, turn it into a conversation about me and my word. And so that's what we're doing. It doesn't matter whether it's UAPs, UFOs, artificial intelligence, the end times, whatever's out there, I'm willing to talk with people about it. And we've had some amazing guests on there. Um, and we look forward to maybe having you on there sometime yes, soon. That wow. would be amazing. I would love to have your, your program on our network because I can't wait to interview you today because I, I had a great time on our last show. And you asked, you, I asked you a lot of strange questions and you, you didn't even, you never even bat an eyelash in jumping in to answer the questions I ask you. Well, ask him a few more. <laughs> can, well, can you, so you guys, first of all, everybody needs to know who watches this program. What you see is what you get. This family here is really a family. They're all in it together. They all believe in everything that they're doing. So that's the reason why it's so easy to talk to you guys because it's so genuine and so, so I didn't know what to expect the first time I came and met you guys. Cause I was very, very intimidated. Like, what are we walking into here? Uh, these are, these are giants in the faith. And you guys were so welcoming to us that you, you've made us feel like family. And so I wanted to thank you and for everyone who partners with your ministry for making this possible. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And, and so uh, Ricky, you have, you met my son, Ricky? Yes. Oh yes. yes. Alan, I, I want you to get Alan on our network. All right, we'll work on it. I'm, Come on. Come on, Ricky. What are we waiting on here? Hey. <laughs> Ricky's me. My, They're waiting on me. Ricky's my baby son. <laughs> yes. Mondo's my old son. The old handsome man. one. Mondo's handsome. the old man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I, I'm just going to, uh, forgive me, I'm just going to chat a minute. Okay. He brought up something Yeah. about, and I don't know how he knew. Who, Bishop? That you have a book. I do. Bishop, oh. I, Bishop knows it all. <laughs> That's why he's a bishop. I see all. Yeah, he, Bishop, how did you know that Mondo's writing a book, but it's not out yet? 
He had mentioned to me about this, and I may have seen something on social media, but uh, I'm so excited. His story is so unique, and how he connected with you in your ministry and what God brought him out of, out of. I can't wait to have this conversation about about this book and and what what the Lord has done in his life. If you weren't my baby boy too, but I would sneak a picture of your book and put it on TV. Let's do it. And what's the title of your book, Mondo? My Crazy Life. My Crazy Life. The mind. moments that brought a gangster to grades. And My Crazy Life is, the, is what we use. Mi Vida Loca is the three dots that I have on my face. And I explain what those three dots are. I explain the teardrop that everyone has a question about. But My Crazy Life not only is about the street, it's about how I ended up being here on this program serving God the prophetic words that were coming about in the middle of my crisis. And, and it, life just got even more crazier. But the crazy part is that God loved this ex-gang member into his arms and the grace of God and the mercy of God. But we met in, really, L.A. Yes. Downtown L.A., basically, at the Dream Center. The fault line of an earthquake. Yes. <laughs> the epicenter and of... And I was... I was not sure I'd ever preach again. I didn't know what was going to happen to my life. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I when I went there, I had never I hadn't preached at all. I don't think at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had yeah. I? Oh yeah, yeah. You'd been out. You'd been out for a few years. I mean, I'm, but I'm I the been historian out, of. But I hadn't the, been out uh, preaching because you, I was afraid to preach in Alaska. Uh huh. And yeah. then you came to the Dream Center, and, and you preached that night. And I asked, I asked Tommy Barnett who. Is he, and he and his son Matthew Matthew mm-hmm. ran the Dream Center. Yes, and I I just said run it. <laughs> can I <Matthew>. stay? <laughs> I was I was on the farm. You know I yeah. had the, the Grams had given me a farm to live on when you got out of prison. And and so I went to visit there, and I I I just fell in love with the Dream Center. And I just said to Tommy, could I stay? Mm-hmm. And he assigned you M- Mondo to me. Mm-hmm. I did. I mean he did, and it was amazing. And I think. Two things happen. I think my restoration was part of your restoration. And then the amazing thing is that in your patience, mom came in. And I think God was waiting for a very special person to come into your life. But I never imagined that I would even be in ministry, let so alone serving. Lori the ministry. and I became your kind of adopted mom and dad. You did, Mama, Papa. <laughs> And that's for 20 years we've uh, been his mama 20, and papa. 25 No, and, and I think the 25 years. is... Yeah, 25 years. You know, there's a difference when parents adopt you, but when you adopt someone... Yeah. You know, I don't think... Can, I never asked for permission, so mm. maybe I should ask now. Mm. <laughs> no, I loved the both of you the moment I met you because it was part of my restoration to what I'm doing today so I can be a father, I can be a family man. And to watch the two of you show me what marriage is like, how marriages work through the process of developing in the relationship. I didn't believe in marriage. I never wanted to be married. I thought I could strike a deal with God and say, God, I, I will deal with fornication in a private matter with you, but God doesn't deal with it that way. And, but when I began to see that there was hope for you and, and, and bring you guys together, I saw maybe there is hope for marriage. Maybe there is an entity that works together because I saw you before you got married, and I saw you after you got married, it was like you were born again. <laughs> a smile came back, a purpose came back, and, 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 and I, I realized I want that. I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I want to be able to smile that way. I want to be able to 
feel what you felt when you saw mom and, and how in love you were. You kept saying, I feel like I'm 16 years old. And I'm thinking, I never knew that kind of love in the streets, mm -hmm. even with women. Mm -hmm. I never, but, but your I life saw it. fell apart. Like my, my life fell apart. Mm -hmm. You can start again. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And that's why you God showed gives me you hope again. That, you know what amazes me is that. And Jim Lori Baker, and I have been married for 25 years now, mm -hmm. and you've been with us 25 years, baby boy. Yeah, <laughs> alongside just serving, learning how to throw the trash for 25 <laughs> years. Uh, I've learned how to do No, it was more than that. It was to understand that God was not done with you. And to see a man that has the courage, I thought I knew courage in the street. Yeah. That was nothing. Mm -hmm. When I saw courage right before my eyes, you lifting yourself back up. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, oh, no. Listen, God will meet you halfway, but you have to also be courageous to not be afraid. Are people going to talk about you again? What are people going to say? You got laser focused mm -hmm. on what God had called you to do, and you begin to build on the faith and the consistency and the restoration of God. So this network can be birthed for this hour. Right. And on behalf of all the partners and your friends, I want to thank you for never giving up yeah. Yeah. because you showed me not to give up. Even right. when the crisis hits, you believed in God. And I believe my faith is strong today because I saw the faith that God had in you and the faith that God, that you had in God. And this is why we're sitting here today yeah. to preach the gospel around the world because your obedience to be able to never give up. And of course, mom's story. I mean, if you haven't ordered that book, you need to get it because uh, it shows you that God's faithfulness, yeah. in your worst moment, God becomes the greatest <laughs> person, I can say, to bring you to where you are today. I never thought that the two of you would be yeah. back on television. That was not in the map. Yeah. That was not in our, you know, in our vision. But I began to see how this network was built on one calling on you saying yes to God and how to be victorious at the end of the day is you never gave up on God. Amen. But in your life, you can say, God can raise you up. And I can tell you, you may be crashed, but God will rebuild you. You, you, can, know, come, you can come back. I got a call that day from Daryl Strawberry saying, I want to congratulate you. He said, but what Jim did in your life amazes me. He said, Jim never gave up on you. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus never gave up on you. You know, and when you have people like Daryl Strawberry calling you and they see the Lennon family called me yesterday, all of them, and says, what Jim did for you. And listen, people, I believe that you have to have mentors in the faith to walk alongside of you to understand the times in the season, especially this last days, because now is rubbing off on my son. Yeah. I found my son the other day reading Revelation chapter 8 all on his own. And I said, what are you doing? He said, well, dad, ta uh, grandpa talks about it on his program and his guest. And, and if I'm going to have a conversation with grandpa, I better be ready to have those. You know what I mean? So I'm telling you, this is a generational thing of the calling of God placing on you going down on me, my son, Ricky, Maricela, because I needed to understand how do I hear God the way you're hearing God? Because I was getting out of alignment because I couldn't understand why you were seeking God that way. And I was going this way and you're going that way and problems began to happen. Yet I asked the Lord, help me hear. 
And at that time, I still call you Pastor Jim. Help me hear what Pastor Jim is hearing. Let me see what he's seeing in the spirit. God, what prophecies are you revealing to him that I need to understand so I can be alongside of him? And again, I bring it back to the PTL network. And the only reason I'm able to sit on this program is because being able to be disciplined and obedient to God to let me hear what the older prophet is hearing. Let me watch what he's watching. And it's not ironic that on my program, I'm doing the same thing, just in a different way. But it goes back to if God has called this ministry to be a watchman on the wall, then let me watch what he's watching. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you <laughs> for doing yeah, that. Because, well, I'm, I'm, I'm praying your book will be a bestseller and that millions will buy it. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's got a great start. And it's it's not even out in the stores yet, but they're, they're pre-ordering it, so yeah. it's it's unbelievable. I've never seen a book go like that before it was out. <laughs> so that's that's a, an amazing thing. And uh, Bishop Allen, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here today. And uh, you you I I I, I don't I, I, I'm I've been hesitant to say this, but I think I'm going to say it anyway. But I, I really believe that you haven't even seen what God wants to do in your ministry. I believe that it, you're going to be known around the world. And I want to, I'm, I'm signing Ricky because he's young and working with our network as we're building new, new avenues we're on, like, Roku. That's right, Apple TV. Apple TV. Amazon Fire Stick. Amazon we Fire Stick. We have our own app, that's right. And all these others. On, on what do you call those? Our Social stream, media. Streaming, streaming services, that's right. And, and plus, we're on a, the, the PTL network. That's right. Which is... Direct TV and Dish Network. On, on major stations all over America. All over yes. America. And this... We're doing things that are new, but we're doing the some of the, what's old, which is television. That's right. <laughs> I started, you know, 50 years ago probably. And so we're believing God for great miracles. And, Alan, I really believe your program ought to be on every nation and every network possible. And we want to— you know, if I can prophetically insert this, as I'm listening to this and I hear about the last quarter century of your story, your testimony, the last 25 years, I can't help but wonder if there's if your life has been a prediction of what's coming in the same way Jonah in the belly of the whale was a prediction of Jesus and what he would suffer and endure. And often what happens in a prophet's life is a prophetic parable of what's coming. And I wonder if your connection with Lori is prophetic of the church embracing media ministry again. And that with that connection, there is Mondo who comes in where the world gets ministered to and comes into the body of Christ. I think I think maybe what, we're, what we've seen over the last 25 years could be an indication of what's coming, that media ministry that has been discarded, that the church is about to embrace it once again. The distrust and the walls that have been put up are going to fall, and as they do, the world is going to come nations will come to the brightness of our rising. 
So thank you for being that example for us and being faithful to be strong and endure through the most difficult times. And to all the partners who are connected to this ministry, thank you for making it possible because of you. We love you. Amen. Thank you. I believe God has his hand on you. I, I believe that some amazing things in the next few years are going to happen in your life. And you just keep going in this direction and walk through doors that are open. And if he closes them, you just don't go through them. That's all. But I need to get into the questions I'm supposed to be asking you. But no, I received that. Thank you. I'm I'm so I, I'm so moved today that God wants your ministry to be broadcast to all the nation, to all the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to be a part of that. So yeah. we'll see what can happen. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say about electing leaders mm-hmm. and leaders that God puts in place? We're, we're, we're facing an election. And it could be the last election America ever has if we're not careful. We're in trouble. America's in real trouble. America's turned her back on God. We've got to do it God's way. Amen. Hmm. Amen. Yes. yes. Amen. Even if if we get to the election, yeah. right? And there's there's I never thought I would say that. Are we going to even have an election in 2024? I mean, I, I'm I'm leaning to the fact that we will, but for the first time in my adult life, we're at a position where. What is going on with our leaders in this nation? And Christians have got to wake up when a vast majority of Christians are not even registered to vote. 50% of Christians are not even registered to vote. And of those who are registered, a small percentage of them actually show up. The reality is, is that we are the largest special interest group in the nation. That if we could just come together, if we could stand together in unity and activate, if we could just get engaged we could see transformation. So as we move forward with these elections, there's two things I want everybody to be praying about and pay very particular attention to. Stay out of the partisan debate. Stay out of it. It is a trap. The Antichrist spirit is a political spirit. And if you play its game, you're going to fall prey to its deception. I'm not saying stay out of politics. You need to be engaged. Just don't be partisan. Be Pentecostal. Don't be partisan, be prophetic. You're not standing on the left or on the right. You're standing above the left and the right. You're not an elephant or a donkey. You're with the lion and the lamb. You stand above the conversation and you speak directly to it. And as we step into this, we now have to understand that we are accountable for who we put in office and who we vote for. And that message needs to be spread far and wide. If you're in a church, that isn't actively engaged in speaking to the issues of the day, not partisan, but prophetically, get out and get to a church, support a ministry that does, because we are in the most desperate hour we've been in. Second, this is very important. God is placing his hand on many of you to run. The enemy would like you to think that the national election is the most significant, when in actuality, your school board, your city council, and your county commission Those are even more significant. If you can control those, then it doesn't matter what they do nationally. You control what happens in your city, and you can say, we're not following those rules. Recently, in one of the states, a governor tried to pass a non-constitutional law 
and some sheriffs stood up and some leaders stood up and said, nope, not here, not going to happen here. So focus on the local, get heavily involved, get involved in the school board, get involved in the county commission. It's time that we stop complaining about these issues and start diving in and being the answer we've been praying for. You know, Pastor Jim, I think that's one of the most difficult places we could be when we are praying for God to do something for us that he's actually asked us to do. We need to stop asking God to give us something he's already provided through Jesus Christ and start engaging and occupying until he comes. Amen. Amen. Oh, my, I got so much to ask you, and I'm going to run out of time. A spirit of lawlessness has taken over America, really. Mm. What can you tell us about this spirit that seems to be taking over our nation right now? Well, it's apparent. You know, it used to be demonic possession was something you saw in the fringes. Now you can watch the nightly news and see it on manifestation, not just in some clip from a street somewhere, but newscasters who are following demonic principles. This spirit of lawlessness that has come to America has created a delusion, a mass formation psychosis has set in to the point that we now call good evil and evil good. We don't know right from wrong as the church just kind of sits back and 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 sits back on its laurels and says, well, you know, and they cast stones. Look at this. Look at what's happening. Lawlessness everywhere. Let me tell you something. When you see this happen, know that it is only because it first happened in the church. What happens in the natural happens first in the spirit. When we see lawlessness like this, it's because we have been lawless in the church. We've seen it over the last 30 years. Pastors are uncomfortable calling themselves pastors. They don't, the, the, no one wants to submit to authority anymore. And it almost seems justified in some cases because of the way those spiritual authorities are operating. But I'm telling you, if we will get order back in the church, if we will line ourselves up once again and follow God's divine directive, we can see that cascade down into the natural. But it happens first in the spirit. I believe it happens first in the church. When we see lawlessness in, in concerning abortion in America, we wonder, how did this happen? Well, could it be because that we in the church have become so fascinated with creating new life, but when we despise the discipline of raising that life? That's what abortion is. Abortion is sacrificing a child at the altar of our own carnal lusts. We like the act of creating life, but we don't like the discipline of raising that life. That started first in the church where we like putting another notch in our belt, talking about how many souls we got saved because they prayed a prayer after us. Listen, I'm all for praying the prayers, having them repeat after me, but that's not that doesn't mean they're saved. There's more to be done. And we have forsaken the discipline of discipling people. That's what gives rise to abortion. I think that every ale that we see in America started in the church. And if we can get it right in the church, if we can get discipline back, order back, power back, strength back, holiness back, then that'll happen in the nation as well. As the church goes, so goes the nation. Where is America on the prophetic timeline today? We are, we are not in the last days. We are in the last of the last days. Wow. We're not just in the end. We're in the end of the end, the eschatos. Wow. Please listen the people to what he's saying. Please listen to what he's saying. Because he's this saying truth. This is urgent. This is where we are right now. And that means in my book, Arm for Victory, I put in the back of the book in the appendix, there is a vision that Tommy Hicks had of the church in the last days, of a mighty army rising up to take its place, 
So as it's getting darker outside, listen, there is a glory that's coming to the church. And when you get you'll walk with the whole vision that there is an anointing that's going to flow from Jesus into the hands of his people in these last days to minister healing, signs, miracles, deliverance. And we're going to walk you through how to do it through this book and through the resources they provide for you on this program. That's where we are right now on God's timetable. As we watch nations like Turkey and Russia and Iran targeting Israel, where does that tell us we are in the prophetic timeline? Isn't it interesting that Israel is the center of our conversation when for millennia uh, Israel was nowhere to be found? Nations aren't dispersed, destroyed, and reconstituted and come back together again. And yet God said it would happen, and it happened exactly the way God said it. Israel is the mega sign, as many uh, eschatologists will say. It is, it is God's timepiece. If you want to know where we are, you just look to the nation of Israel. And the fact that we are right in the middle of God's program where he said he would revive the nation of Israel, he would bring the Jewish people back to that nation. Just a few years ago, President Trump uh, acknowledged Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and other nations began to follow suit. We're in a time where Bible prophecies are being fulfilled on the front page of our newspaper. This should be an exciting time where the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even the more so as you see that day approaching. The Bible says, those who have this hope, purify themselves. Listen, you ought to see what's going on around you. Pastor Jim and I, and Lori, I'm sure you've seen this, all of you on the, on the podium. People who aren't even saved are asking, are we living in the last days? People who aren't, who don't know anything about the Bible are saying, this sounds like the Antichrist system that's mentioned in Revelation chapter 13. The world is recognizing that these are the last days, and the devil, the Bible says in Revelation 12, 12, will know his time is short and come down in great wrath. Wouldn't it be a shame if the devil knows his time is short, but the church doesn't know oh. what time it is? It's time for us to wake up, and if he's working harder because of the hour we're living in, we should too. You're right. Right on. America and China relations are on a very slippery slope. Do you agree? Mm. Do you yes. see us going to war with China soon? What? What? Where? What, where do you see? We're that? already in a cold. I see. We're already in a cold war with China. We are already in a cold war with China, and there seems to be American politicians. You know, back in the McCarthy era, and you talk about the, the, the trials that, that took place and McCarthyism is talked about negatively, what no one ever talks about are the Soviet spies, the communists that were found in every strata of government. They were found and they were taken out through those, through those trials. And yes, there were extremes, but people forget that there were communist spies in every sphere of government back then. The same is true today in regard to China. China is playing the long game along with Russia and Iran. These communist atheistic nations merging with the Islamic empire, and they are undermining the morality of America. They are undermining the morale of America, and they are undermining the economy. So what's happening in China, everybody needs to pay particular attention. Even the, even the, the gentleman who's sitting in the Oval Office right now has close connections with what's happening in China. We need to wake up and recognize prayer can make a difference. If we will begin to speak, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Let's begin to believe for conspicuous yes. conversions in high places of authority. 
for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be released in high places of authority. And let's believe God for a mighty outpouring that even impacts these nations. And my connections, I can tell you, even in China, there's a move of God taking place underneath the surface. And we've got to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters who are getting this program. This is reaching the whole wide world because of the work you guys are doing. But you bring up a very serious point. Yes. Mm. I I want to roll in a a news piece from uh, uh, Gordon Chang. Could we go to war with China very soon is my question. So you can think about that. But let's roll this piece. You know, I have a hard time understanding where this administration is on China. It, it comes up with these ideas to, to lessen the influence, but then the policies actually embolden China. Well, certainly. We've seen Biden administration diplomacy create the uh, impression in Chinese minds that the United States believes it is subordinate to China. We did that by sending four senior officials to Beijing in a row without a return visit from a Chinese official to Washington. And when Jake Sullivan met Wang Yi, China's chief diplomat, over the weekend, it was not in the United States. Xi Jinping harks back to the imperial era where vassals went to China and China did not send representatives to others. So this is really dangerous because deterrence was already breaking down Biden is reinforcing that breakdown of critical deterrence. So when you write about China going to war, are you talking about China going to war against the United States, or are you focused on Taiwan? Uh, It's actually both. Um, We already have unrestricted warfare, which is the killing of Americans with, for instance, fentanyl. But we're now seeing instances where China is preparing for hot war. So, for instance, with the China, uh, Xi Jinping removing 11 generals in the rocket force, which is the branch of the Chinese military that controls nuclear weapons, one interpretation is that he's installing officers who he knows will push the button when he gives the order. And we have seen um, Chinese rehearsals for war, one that is going on right now in Fujian province. Some people actually say it is the beginning of an invasion, but I think it's just a rehearsal. But the point is, Xi Jinping is getting his country ready for war. He's talking about war all the time. He has incentives to be reckless. And we are being oblivious because we have no sense of urgency in the Oval Office. And then you've got China's former deputy head of the Statistics Bureau admitting that even China's uh... 1.4 billion population cannot fill all of its vacant homes. He said some experts believe that there could be enough uh, vaccines for 3 billion people. The August border numbers uh, show all of those people coming in and they've been encountered at the southern border. Uh, For the fiscal year 2023, Gordon, your thoughts on what you're hearing in terms of the economy in China? Well, the economy in China is not growing at the 5.5% pace that they claimed for the first half of this year. You know, if it's growing, it's growing maybe 1%. The most telling statistic has been imports. Imports have now fallen 11 straight months year on year, and that shows failing domestic demand. There are other indications, of course, that the Chinese economy is stumbling, and probably the best one of them is the incredible increase in Chinese migrants at the southern border. Those people have risked their lives. And by the way, Maria, those are mostly not poor Chinese. Those are middle-class Chinese who have completely given up on their society. 
This gives Xi Jinping the incentive to be reckless because he realizes if he doesn't rally the Chinese people with war, the Chinese people are going to get rid of the Communist Party. So we have to be worried that war is coming very, very soon. Would you comment on that? Yeah, so insightful, and there's no question. When we think about what we get from China that we need to survive from the very chips that are in these devices, and it's almost, it couldn't be done better if it was intentional that the United States government is refusing to produce these things here in America. I remember in 2016 when Donald Trump came down off of that escalator and he, he mentioned that uh, concerning the border that they're not sending their best. They're sending, you know, criminals. And yes. they, what, what most people don't realize is this is a very common strategy that governments will empty out their prisons and they will push them over a border in order to destabilize that civil that that nation that they're pushing it into and to save their nation a lot of a lot of finances. What's happening with China is they're funding a lot of that and with fentanyl, they're intentionally sending that over the border to destabilize the United States of America. So again, I believe we are in a cold war right now with China. The Bible spoke in the book of Revelation about a mighty army coming from the east going to attack. I believe partnering with Russia, going to attack Israel. We're going to see these types of alliances being formed as the Antichrist system solidifies the, the structure, the, the, that stuff, you know, outside of a construction of buildings being constructed, the scaffolding of the Antichrist system is being put in place right now, and the key players are China and Russia and the Islamic nations. And the church does have something to say about this, we better wake up, and we better begin to speak the Word of God. The border situation, Mondo, you see it in the news every day. It, it is the biggest crisis our country's ever faced, I believe. Yes. I believe. Yeah, there, there, really did is. you see the last few weeks? They're talking Thousands. about people coming across the border with tuberculosis. Yeah. yeah. TB, we yeah. called yeah. it before. Yeah. You know, and all the other diseases Unreal. and things that we that conquered. Were, oh, yeah. They were eradicated and, in the United yeah. States. And now they're bringing the diseases back yeah. into our country. Right. We're seeing crime increase. Oh. We're seeing them send, uh, you know, you said in this piece of ending out, emptying out prisons yes. and sending their, their, their unwanted prisoners mm -hmm. to our country across our borders. Thousands are coming across every day. Yeah. Bishop, what, what's going on? What's going to happen here? The church needs to pay very particular attention to what Pastor Jim just said, because the main issue that we're facing, listen to me, this is going to be hard for many of you to hear. It is not abortion. It is not same-sex marriage. The main issue is the border. Right. All those issues matter that we're talking about. Yes. Yes. The trans issues, the alphabet, all those matter. Yes. But what's happening is an entire voting block is being brought into this nation that will vote for same-sex marriage, that will vote for abortion, that will vote however the liberals want them to vote. That's why the border is the highest priority, because it doesn't matter what you think about abortion or same-sex marriage. If, if, the, if the border is not taken care of, we're going to have an entire—Texas is going to go blue very quickly if something is not done. And there's a lot that's being exposed right now. Plan over the next few months to see a lot coming out about Texas and how things actually operate in Texas. And it's not as a conservative haven as we think it is in many of the larger cities and how that's going to affect the rest of the state. The Democrats are after the state of Texas. They're after the state of Florida. And if those fall, 
then we'll never get them back again. And um, democracy, this this great experiment, is over. And it doesn't have to be hopeless. We can come against this. We can rise up. We've seen hard times in America before. We can see it turn around. Yes. yes. I hear I hear them all the time on the news saying, if Texas goes, America's through. It's it's yes. Democrat forever. You you just said the same thing basically. Yeah, look at what's happened in Austin. And there's a recent report that came out that said uh, even among the legislators there, they're controlled by the Democratic Party, that even the Republican representatives have to be put in place by the Democratic Party, and they're working with them and collaborating with them. So uh, that's why everyone needs to engage, rise up, and many of you need to run for office and get involved. Otherwise, we're just sitting back and pointing our finger is not enough. It's time to rise up and do something. Amen. You shared on our, the RAS program you were with about uh, by 2024, we could have war. Yeah. If, if something doesn't change in the next few months, America's through. And I'm very concerned about it. I am too. And I think a lot of people who've watched you over the years and they would see you guys talking about, um, uh, what's that solar panel thing that you yes. solar generators uh, and yeah. all these things are like, oh, that's silly. Yeah. Ain't nobody saying that's silly anymore. Uh-uh. Ain't, ain't no, nobody's saying that that's, that's not controversial anymore. We've seen now how important this is because they're trying to implement green energy without the ability. As soon as they tell people to get electric cars, they tell them, but don't plug them in because we don't have enough energy in yes. order to power it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not, it's too sinister to be ignorance. This exactly. is a strategy. This is a plan that's being done to subvert the nation. And it's happening right with, so when there's a war in 24, it's not just from without, it's from within. And yes. we've got to take care of business. That's it. It's from within. Wow. Man, I don't, don't want to stop. I believe the automobile industry, if it continues the way it's going, it will go bankrupt. And the government will end up owning mm -hmm. the car industry. Mm. Just like in other lands, mm -hmm. communistic lands and all things that we don't want here. Mm -hmm. But we're headed for it. Mm -hmm. We're destroying the automobile industry. Mm -hmm. Ford Motor Company has lost billions and billions of dollars on the electric car already. People are not wanting to buy electric cars, but yet they're being forced to buy them. What, what do you think about this, Bishop? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's being done intentionally because they want to control you. The idea is to put you in a certain amount of a certain area, 15-minute cities, so that you can only drive a certain amount of distance. Freedom is the ability to travel. And once they have uh, sequestered you, they can control you. And that's their plan. That's their desire, to be able to control you. And the only way they're going to be able to do that is if they're able to silence all of the antithetical voices, all of the voices that rise up against them. Now is the time for us to partner together, to stand together, to get equipped for battle, to make sure you've got your battle plan, your strategies ready for 24, and you are partnered strongly with ministries like this. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to control everything. But they can't if we rise up. That's right. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been preaching on this for several 
decades, actually. Every one of our major, major, I'm saying major, not all of our enemies, but our major enemies all have the EMP bomb. Mm -hmm. The EMP bomb is a bomb that if it goes off over America, it shuts off all power. Airplanes fall out of the sky. Most cars won't run and no food will be delivered. It's a death knoll to a, a nation. And it's aiming towards America right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I hate to be so blunt, but people won't listen. Mm-mm. We are in the end times. What are you sensing will be next for America? Will we see a digital dollar moving us into a cashless society? What's, what's next, do you think? Yeah, so the Antichrist system requires, number one, there be absolute control over the financial system. That's always been the Antichrist plan from Cain and Abel. Cain was upset over a financial blessing uh, that was on Abel, and so he attacks it. Then we have Judas, who controls the purse. That Antichrist spirit is on him. And then we have the Antichrist, who attempts to control the purse in Revelation chapter 13. So they're going to do that through digital currencies because they can track it. That's why it's really important for you to make sure that you got lots of savings and that you diversify and you take advantage of all the wisdom that's available to you concerning your finances. But you must understand God's economy, that if you want to store up treasure in heaven, there's a way to do that where thieves cannot break in, where rust and moth cannot corrupt. This is no longer a game. This is no longer something, you know, so so that you can get um, a Lamborghini, that kind of, that's not what we're talking about. You need to know how to sow in order to store up treasures in heaven so that when economies crash, you can make a withdrawal from your heavenly account and walk in the provision and the blessing of God, just like Elijah when there was a famine in the land and he's got ravens bringing him food. That's the situation where the body of Christ needs to be prepared to walk in that kind of prosperity and provision. That's what we're talking about. The ability, Here's what prosperity is. The ability to never say no when God tells you to do something, that's real prosperity. You don't have to say no because you don't have the money. You don't have to say, no, I can't go preach the gospel there. I can't partner with that ministry. I can't help them do this. I can't do this for my family. That's what God wants to pour out on you in the season. But you're going to have to be faithful in the small things. When he tells you to do something, right now we're in training. This is a proving ground over the next few months where God is seeing, can he trust you in the foxhole? When he tells you to pray, do you pray? When you do pray, do you say what he told you to say, or do you add a whole bunch of stuff in with it? You must be perfectly obedient to what the Spirit of God tells you to do in this season. When he tells you to go to a revival service, attend church, when he tells you to sow and partner with the ministry, do it exactly as he tells you to do it, because that's going to qualify you for the provision that's coming next as we enter into this war in 24. It's good. Mm. Wow. I need you on Brilliant. for a week. Brilliant. What, Let's do it. What threat does artificial intelligence propose in our world right yeah. now? Right now, do you see? Do you Here, see? Here's the interesting question that Bible scholars have been asking for generations. Number one, we know the Antichrist is going to control the economic system, that no one's going to be able to buy or sell but buy the mark, and that if you don't get the mark, Um, you'll be banished from society or worse. Um, You're going to be killed as a result of it. How is he going to control that? How is he going to track that? Well, the only way that's possible is to have 
an artificial intelligence system that will superintend over that, that can track all of that information. That has already been developed. We are now in a place, this is wild to consider, that a few people in one small room can control the economy of the entire world because of the technology that we currently have. In Revelation chapter 13, again, when it mentions the economic system that's coming, it says that he creates an image. This is fascinating, that the Antichrist creates an image and gives it the ability to speak. Now, when we're talking about AI, what launched us into this conversation? What launched us into it was these AI language models that have been created where you can go to ChatGPT and others, and they're able to interact with you, and it's difficult to tell if it's a human talking with you versus not. So what we've seen, interestingly enough, exactly as the Bible predicted, is the development of this system that can superintend over an economy, and number one, it has the ability to speak, and people are marveling at it already. So I think there's no question that artificial intelligence is the fulfillment of Bible prophecy concerning this economic system and how it's going to be all controlled and dominated. And so that doesn't mean we run from it, and we can talk about it if you want to, what we can do uh, faced with this technology. It doesn't mean we run from it. It means we try to get involved with it as much as possible. It means we try to influence it as much as possible. Artificial intelligence simply puts out the information you put in it we need some Holy Ghost sleeper cells in these artificial intelligence companies who are inputting data that will preach the gospel to people as much as humanly possible, as long as humanly possible. And we need to intercede during this um, tumultuous time. I want to roll this interview about with that. Netanyahu about AI, and then I'll come right back. Whether our future will prove to be a blessing or a curse will also depend on how we address perhaps the most consequential development of our time, the rise of artificial intelligence. The AI revolution is progressing at lightning speed. The perils are great and they are before us. The disruption of democracy, the manipulation of minds, the decimation of jobs, the proliferation of crime, and the hacking of all the systems that facilitate modern life. Yet even more disturbing is the potential eruption of AI-driven wars that could achieve an unimaginable scale. And behind this, behind this perhaps looms an even greater threat once the stuff of science fiction, that self-taught machines could eventually control humans instead of the other way around. We must ensure that the promise of an AI utopia does not turn into an AI dystopia. We have so much to gain. Imagine the blessings of finally cracking the genetic code, extending human life by decades, and dramatically reducing the ravages of old age. Imagine healthcare tailored to each individual's genetic composition and predictive medicine that prevents diseases long before they occur. Imagine robots helping to care for the elderly. Imagine the end of traffic jams with self-driving vehicles 
on the ground, below the ground, and in the air. Imagine personalized education that cultivates each person's full potential throughout their lifetime. Imagine a world with boundless clean energy and natural resources for all nations. Imagine precision agriculture and automated factories that yield food and goods in an abundance that ends hunger and want. It's all within our reach. And here's something else within our reach. With AI, we can explore the heavens as never before and extend humanity beyond our blue planet. For good or bad, the developments of AI will be spearheaded by a handful of nations, and my country, Israel, is already among them. Bishop, will the Antichrist use AI, do you think, that's possible? There's, there's no question in my mind. Uh, 4,000 AI researchers were surveyed, 4,000. When they were surveyed, half of them said there's a 10% chance that AI will cause the destruction of humanity when they were researching these. Now, when we talk about that, what does that look like? A lot of people try to imagine, you know, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator 2, where these machines begin to war with humanity. It's going to be far more subtle and sinister than that. Already in the last election, artificial intelligence was used to manipulate the election as social media platforms were used to show people certain news items, as well as bots are posting certain things to control and manipulate human behavior. We all understand that human behavior can be controlled and manipulated subconsciously in a lot of different ways. What if AI understands that subtle manipulation more than any human being has ever existed? If you can imagine some shyster somewhere, some con man who's really good at his job can almost deceive anybody into doing anything. Now imagine an artificial intelligence that's a thousand times smarter than that con man that is now looking over the entirety of a nation and is controlling what news items you see, what posts you see, you think people are thinking this. And so that's how it's going to begin to control things moving forward. And the Antichrist is just going to take the helm. And we're, it's not going to be a war where you have people battling against machines. Not a shot will be fired. No one will even know it's happening. Just very subtly, people are being controlled in their behaviors, what they think, how they operate, their mentalities, their attitudes. That's exactly where we are right now. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Something. That's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it, but he's right. But I know we got to go, but right. I got to give you this headline of how easy this is, is going. This is the hill. Artificial intelligence girlfriends are running an entire generation of men. Wow. If an artificial <laughs> intelligence girlfriend is able to run an entire generation of men, can you imagine what Bishop Allen just said about wars, mm -hmm. about controlling yeah. the minds? What do you mean, Mondo? Oh, we don't, <laughs> we'll talk about it in yeah. another show. But I know our time's gone. People are creating girlfriends, virtual reality girlfriends, yes. to listen to them, to mm -hmm. have interactions with them, and is eventually moving into a physical form. Right. And they control them. Wow. By the mind. Shocking. Wow. People, you better listen to the Bible. Yes. The only thing secure is God's holy word. Yes, right. Mm. And I want to thank Bishop 
Alan Didio yeah. for being yeah. with us today. And I, Thank you. I want to hear more of your teaching, so I, I, I'm praying to get your show on our network. And if you don't have a show, you can just enlarge what you're doing because you you got a you got podcasts going, so that's television. Right. So Amen. we we can put that on our network. So we we're looking forward to having you on our network. We have Thank to you go. all so much. I want you, you to order his book, Armed for Victory. Armed for Victory. Yes. Prayer strategies that unlock the end time armory of God. This is what you need, people. Order the book today and get prepared. Yes. yes. Amen. Be prepared. Be prepared in your Go heart. to our website. Make sure you know the you Lord. You can order all the, the survival things. Yes. Food. yes. 30-year shelf yes, life 30 food. Years. And I do want to mention, and our time is up, but the, the Christmas bucket is now available. This is a product that so many of our partners, you order for your family mm -hmm. members during the Christmas season. And so we do have them available when you click on the affiliate program. That is the coolest well, thing, that is? Christmas. Yeah. And what a what a gift yes. that lasts 30 years mm -hmm. to, to keep people yes. from dying during a crisis right right you ought to order that for everybody this yeah, year yeah they have the pancakes the moose milk mm. black bean burger some of the favorite okay. recipes are included in this special yeah. i'll tell you when bucket. you're starving have you ever been really hungry yes yes out on a road Experience trip or something life. yeah and i'll tell you, you you give anything to get some food well this christmas bucket is going to be that's a 30-year shelf life, so that is yes. an amazing bucket. Right. That's right. And uh, order it today by going online and get it shipped right to your house. Yes. And get your Christmas shopping done with something special that people are going to love. But we have to go. Oh, Bishop, thank you for being here today. So great. Remember that God loves you. He really does. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We love you. We want to thank you for your prayers and support. We would not be able to be here without you. If you want to see more from us and our family, go to watchjimbakershow.com. And as my dad always says, remember, God loves you. He really does.